Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 says, While the earth remained seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Now, we talked about on uh, Sunday that God is very serious about us bearing fruit, that he's not looking for plant production, but fruit production, okay? And, um, you know, um, I want to say just a few things, um, you know, just get us in preparation, but we came out of Matthew chapter um, 13, starting in verse 18, where uh, it says here the parable, and it says, if anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. And the one whom the seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when afflictions and persecution arise because of the word, because of the word, immediately he falls away. So the first one we know that falls to the wayside uh, it never even turns into a plant. There's no, like, conversion, okay? The second one, uh, conversion happens. The seed uh, dies and gives forth its, the plant. But the problem with the plant is that it doesn't develop a root system. And here's the problem. When someone gets born again, and we've seen it even happen at Anchor Faith Church, someone, the Holy Ghost deals with them about life, about how they're living and offers them a better choice in Christ. And they say, I want that choice. And then they step out and come down and we pray with them and we give them some material to help strengthen them. What are we doing? The reason we give material and we take them to the back is because we're trying to get a root system started. But sometimes you never see them again. And inevitably, they're going to have uh, some trouble because we're in a world that doesn't like the word. So if you come and get born again and then never show back up at church, you are assured to not produce fruit because you're not gonna develop a root system. Trouble's coming. Jesus said in John chapter 16, um, he said, um, in this life you'll have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Now, but if you're not staying in Christ, meaning you're not staying connected to the word, staying in the relationship with him, seeking him, asking him, how do I do this thing now? What, am I, what, are we, what are we doing now that you've made me your child? How do I follow you, dad? And in that discovery, he will then cause you to overcome in life, no matter what, okay? So it's very important that we stay connected because we've got to develop a great root system. And again, a lot of times they're excited. Maybe they get born again. They're here for a month or so, maybe even six months. Then all of a sudden the trial comes. Well, then at that point, you've got to put that word to practice because it's not about hearing a word. It's about doing a word. Then the next one was, you know, sown among the thorns, and it says this is the one that, um, unfortunately, because the, the, um, the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, it chokes them out, and they are unfruitful. So, again, we have a plant that, obviously, the seed broke forth. The plant showed up. They were around, but then all of a sudden, they started being more concerned about the world or making it in the world that they have no fruit for God. But good news is there was some seed that was sown uh, in some good soil, and it yielded some 60, some 30, and a hundredfold return. Amen? Yes. So while the earth remains, there's seed time and harvest. And so you want to make sure that you keep your soil or your seed in good soil, that when the plant comes up, it's in the right environment that causes fruit to show up, which is the fruits of righteousness, which is the fruits of the Spirit. 
And so the right environment is connecting with the church body, getting connected with it, getting connected with the word, spending time in prayer. I mean, honestly saying, I'm not trying, God. I am with God. Because this is not a get out of hell free card. That's not what this is about. This is not about ask Jesus to come into your heart and save you so when you die, you go to heaven. That's not what this is about. This is about God changing who you are and making his kingdom a complete uh, to a complete disposal to you as you walk by faith and you do God's word and you engage in this relationship. Amen. And when we do these things, we'll see some phenomenal stuff. Amen. Now, if you need to offer an envelope, our ushers are going to serve you. If you just lift your hand as they're going, I'm going to say another scripture, all right? Again, we're giving not only in, um, to, to the hurricane, if you'd like to, obviously are possessed to serve, uh, to buy them all. You say, why are we buying them all? Well, God wants us to. That's the only reason, because if it wasn't, we'd do something different. But God wants us to so we can serve our community so that we can continue to have a, a distribution center that can go out and touch our city, our nation, and our world. And then we as a church body grow into it as well. And uh, also, if you're a first-time guest with us as our ushers are walking around, maybe lift your hand and maybe they've already passed by and say, I'm a first-time guest. Uh, would you hand me one of your welcome cards? If you grab one, fill it out. And then go down to the big green wall. We got some items we'd love to give you before you go home. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Here it is, our possessed to serve. Amen. 352. That's good, isn't it? So God's faithful. Well, why is he faithful? Let me look at a few scriptures here. Because, again, we've been talking about seed. And, and, again, it's about bearing fruit. Now, we talked about how we got engrafted into the vine, that we're a branch, and that if you do not stay producing fruit, then ultimately you'll become a branch with no fruit on it. Now, I made an analogy on Sunday, and I want to clarify, clarify real quick. Most people didn't even think about it, but I just want, to, want you to understand my heart here and what what I was wanting to say in clarity. I said, sometimes it seems like some of you are living a life where you don't get any fruit and you're cut off and then you're engrafted in, cut off and engrafted in. In no way, shape, or form am I saying that the minute you sin, you're cut off from God and you've got to get born again again because that's not truth. Okay. What I'm saying is, is there is a process and it takes some time to be cut off in the first place. Because when you bear fruit in the beginning, and you will, then you are pruned and you are to bear fruit the next season. But what happens is often you can bear fruit in, in multiple seasons and not learn anything new. But each season of fruit bearing will be less. So eventually you're not bearing fruit. And how, how do we know this? Because we've seen, you've seen people come, be in the church, be in the word, be around the word, do some things, and then they start not showing up as often. And when you don't show up as often, then you're not in the word as often and you're not really praying. Now you may be watching and typically people say, oh, I'm good, I'm fine, but we usually know it's a lie because they're struggling. That's just the reality. Okay, everybody what's on a mask when the reality is if you're good, then you're connected. I mean, you're right where God needs you to be. Whatever church body that is, man, you're passionate about it because you are a part of it. You are part of God's church. All right. Anyway, as you begin to move, you're going to substitute what you're keep putting in front of you with something else. And typically it's fleshly. So eventually you're producing more flesh than you are spirit. And you can't bear bad fruit now because you're in Christ, but you can't bear no fruit. 
And God's so long-suffering, I can't tell you, but the Bible does say he cuts it off. Okay? Now, that again does not mean he re-engrafts you back to the devil. He never said that. Being on the ground is something totally different than going back to another tree. The only way you get back to another tree is if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost. And that's a whole other subject that we're not preaching today. Okay? But my point is, is just be a fruit bearer because God put it in you to bear the fruit. Ecclesiastes 11, 4 to 6 says it this way. He who watches the wind will not sow. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap. Meaning if you're waiting for a sign to do something, you're not going to get your sign. Just as you don't want, uh, just as you don't know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman. So you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. Sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening. For you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed. Or whether both of them alike will be good. In essence, just be about God all the time. Because God wants us to be about him all the time. So that we can bear fruit in every season. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, I love this, verses 8 through 11 says it this way. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways, your, uh, my ways, nor your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Know this, the minute you got born again, you don't know everything. And it's amazing how you can begin to start talking about the things of God. Well, I don't know. I can believe that. You just got in this thing. You're not going to know it. In fact, some of us, it took years to discover some of the stuff we know right now. Some of it took longer because we were so hard-headed thinking we were right for so long. Yeah, I'm preaching, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like my way, I, God, there's no way God would do, no way God would do. God's like, my thoughts blow your thoughts out your mind is what my thoughts do. Okay, so you got to get his thoughts. He says this, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than, uh, uh, my ways than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. And look what he says. This is in context now, verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnish and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Notice he communicates, and we know this, that the seed is the word of God, and God likened his word to a seed. He said, when I say something, it will be exactly what I said. It cannot fail. And the problem is we have spoken and failed. People have spoken to us and failed, but man is not, God is not a man that he should lie. God does not lie. And all things are possible with him who believe. And what we've got to do is say, Lord, teach me to believe you at your word because your word can't fail. It cannot fail. It will not fail. It never has failed. God is undefeated with his word. It always works. And it's like a seed. What's in it's in it. I'm telling you, if you got a seed that's an orange tree, then an orange tree is what you get. If you have a seed that's an apple tree, then an apple tree is what you get. Amen? But it's not just an apple tree. It's an orchard in there. Because it bears fruit that has seed in it that then you can reproduce after its own kind. So out of one seed, your whole life could be taken care of. Amen? 
And so we see here that God is saying, listen, I just need you to become, notice what he said, he provides seed to the sower. Now, in, in this context, he's saying my ways and my thoughts. So in essence, since the seed is the word, God's saying to us, why would I t reveal something to you if you're not going to do something with it? Because I give seed to the sower. Too often, Lord, I need a word. And the Lord says, well, are you going to sow it? Meaning, are you going to put it in the ground? You're going to let it actually come to pass and bear fruit of what it is. Lord, how do I take care of my marriage? Give me a word. Well, are you going to sow it? Are you actually going to do it? If I tell you what it is, I had a guy come to me one time and says, what's your success rate with, with getting marriages back together? I said, 100%. Well, he was shocked. 100%? I said, yeah. If you'll do the words that I tell you from the Word of God, you can't fail. But now if you get your emotions involved, then you'll quit on your wife. Because you'll call her everything. You'll tell me everything she's done back because you're hurt emotionally. But Christ died for all those things. And you're in Christ. And you're the husband. And you're the Jesus type in the relationship. And Christ died for us. And we didn't even respond to him. And he still died. He loved us first. So why don't you love your wife first? Now, if you will sow that, you'll bear seed. Which means you'll return. She'll start loving you back. Because how would she turn a walk away from a man of God? Which brings us to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Last one I'll show you tonight. Because it's offering time. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 to 11 says it this way. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will always also reap bountifully. Now again, you're going to reap period. Notice that. And sowing sparingly and bountifully has nothing to do with the amount it has at it's all about attitude so that means okay oh i will give you fine then that means you'll be like can i have that can i can i can i can i have that can can i can i oh thank you it was hard for you to release it's hard for you to receive it's hard for people to give it to you this happens also in other things because the word is seed. If it's hard for you to forgive your wife, well, I don't know why she won't forgive me. Maybe you're just reaping what you're sowing. If it's hard for, you know, people to be friendly to you, seem like nobody, well, maybe you're not wanting to be friendly to anyone else. Seem like nobody trusts me. Well, do you have a hard time trusting people? Do you have a hard time and you're reaping that back? But guess what? I can do it. If you have that heart here, how much? No problem. Man, I want to. It's easy. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. Well, guess what? Then the Lord will bring it back just as quick, just as quick. It'll be easy, be easy. And then he goes on and says, as each one must do as he purposed in his heart. And there it is. It's a hard issue, guys. Not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves, say loves, a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. If you want 
an abundance in every good deed. And again, this is talking specifically in the realm of finance, though this also is applicable in wisdom. If a man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. And so you could have an abundance in every, every good work to be able to have a word of wisdom, whatever it is that you need to be able to conquer and overcome everything in your life. Because while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. He goes on and says this, as it is written, he scattered abroad and gave to the poor, but the righteous endures forever. Verse 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. Now we just read that in Isaiah. So in context, God says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Listen, why would I give you some kind of revelation that you're not going to sow and do? This is why Jesus said when he walked on the earth, he who has ears, let him which means I'm saying something, but some of y'all aren't going to hear it because you you're not going to do anything with it when you get it anyway. And it's just going to go right over your head. It's going to go right through your spirit. You're just going to miss the whole thing. But those who say, Lord, I want to do for you, then you will receive the seed because he gives seed to the sower and bread for food will supply. And then look what he says. And multiply your seed for not for you but for you to continue to sow and increase the harvest of your righteousness now here we are back at producing fruit because again harvest is about getting the fruit not the plant are you with me okay and so then he goes on verse 11 last one is you will be enriched in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. And what's God receiving? He says, man, thanksgiving to God is this, producing thanksgiving. There's a fruit there that when we sow God's seed, when we act on God's word, whatever that word is needed at the time, liberally, with a cheerful heart, God says, now that person there, I can get more too. And I'll increase what they're doing. Maybe you're here tonight and you're thinking, man, I just, you know, I'm struggling financially. I'm giving you the best way to get out. It's the best way. Because it's God's way. His way of getting out is higher than any man's way. You don't need a job. You need to sow. And I've said this before to you and I mean it. Most convenience stores has this little thing where it says give a penny, you know, which most people don't carry cash a whole lot anymore. But, you know, a lot of times people drop their change there. And it's like it's the free exchange in case you go to 801. Instead of them having to break your nine and give you 99 cents, they pull that little penny, right? Now, I'm not telling you to steal, but do what it says. Take one. And say, hey, can I take one of these pennies? Yes. Okay, thank you. And then walk out. I'm telling you, try God. And then come to church and say, Lord, see this? I'm sowing to you. I mean, if you don't have nothing, I'm serious. And start doing it. And see if God doesn't show up. Test him. He's, he literally, out of everything God says, he says, now, if you want to know about me, test me in the realm of finance. He says that. Test me in that and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven. But most people won't test. Why? Because they have more of a, I got to keep mentality I got to survive 
God's not, God didn't put his spirit in you for, you for survival. He put his spirit in you so you could conquer. Yes. And if you'll just start sowing, because we all know while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, if I planted a garden on this front section of the platform and put the seed down, you know I'll get way more back during harvest than the seeds I planted, which means I probably would be able to go ahead and fill up the rest of the platform, maybe even the whole sanctuary with that first harvest of seed. It's that fast, just in the natural. How much quicker in the supernatural? I said, how much quicker in the supernatural? So God gives seed to the what? Sower. So you got a purpose in your heart. I am going to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Man, I, I just can't hear God. It seemed like God. You know what? You're not putting him to the test. You're not saying, I'll do whatever you say. I'll sow it back. I'll get it in the ground. I'll let it produce the fruit of my life. I'll do it, Lord. And when he begins to give you revelation then and then you act on it, you'll begin to get increase and it'll multiply, not only in natural things, but in spiritual and supernatural things as well. Amen? Relationships, whatever it may be. Hallelujah. Well, let me pray over our tithe and offering. Amen? Father, we love you and we praise you and we thank you that you have given us seed to sow. That Father God is... You've blessed us because you just loved us. We are blessed. We've walked into a kingdom. There are so many resources to us, but we have to act on it. You have to act on it by faith. And when you do, it comes to pass without fail. It shall come to pass. So as we put seed in the ground, seed may not produce overnight. In fact, in the natural, it does not. There's a process before harvest. And in, in some aspects of your word, Lord, the same thing's applicable. Some things are immediate, though, Lord. We know that. But in the realm of finance, it's progressive. Why? Because we go from faith to faith, glory to glory. We get increase so that we can have further increase, so that we can supply your kingdom. And we thank you and praise you that we can tonight as we give our tithe, our offering, alms, and first fruits, so that we may get into your kingdom economic system. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said... Amen. Well, I appreciate that testimony, my brother uh, Barry. How about you? You know, the devil's going to tell you that it isn't what the Word says. But he's a liar. He's always been a liar. And so you just got to get to that place where the Lord said in faith, when you've done all to stand, stand. Amen. And how did it turn out? Just as you believed. I said just as you believed. So you just don't listen to the things that are contrary to the word, right? I mean, if you plant corn and somebody come and show up and say, looks like you're going to get grapefruit. <laughs> what? Corn can't grow here. You should have put in grapefruit. That corn will never grow. That corn will never grow. You can just say, you're a liar. It's going to grow. And then when you get it, you take them some after you get a harvest to let them know God can't fail. Yeah. Amen? Let them know God can't fail. You share with them, even though they were saying you couldn't do it. You go ahead and bless them because God's word always comes to pass. Amen? I said always comes to pass. Well, stand to your feet. Say, I am a child of God. And I am a sower. So, Lord, bring me seed. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.